today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You're too busy arguing with the saved to be reaching the lost. And Satan couldn't be happier. Can I just say it? Two words. Stop arguing. Our text today could be summed up with those two words. Stop arguing. Do you realize what you're doing? Do you realize the damage that's being done to the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ? These days, it seems like arguing is the primary mode of communication for many people. A few minutes on social media will prove that. But as Pastor J.D. explains today, that's not a good thing. He invites you to explore what the Bible has to say about arguing and look at several of the consequences that follow it. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 2 Timothy chapter 2 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2, we'll begin in verse 14. The Apostle Paul is writing to Timothy by the Holy Spirit, and says, verse 14, keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best, verse 15, to present yourself to God as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter, verse 16, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene, or as some of your translations render it, cancer. Cancer. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have departed from the truth. They say that the resurrection has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, verse 20, There are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of youth, and pursue righteousness, faith, 
love and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Sorry. They're stupid. Okay. Because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. How about that? We need to talk about what can happen in our lives as Christians when we're given over to arguing and fighting, being quarrelsome and combative and argumentative. I have to confess that preparing to teach this passage of Scripture has been one of the more difficult ones for me personally, and not necessarily for the reasons you might think. The reason is is that over the years God has been doing a work in my life in this area, And I have to confess that in this particular area, I have (laughs) been so guilty of being argumentative and actually looking for a fight. Bring it on. (laughs) In Jesus' name, of course. But (laughs) there was never a good argument that I would pass up. And Again, the Lord has done and is doing a deep work in my life in this area, in this regard. I would be disingenuous at best, dishonest at worst, if I didn't say that to you and confess that to you. In my time seeking the Lord concerning today's teaching, I sense that this topic is more important today than it has ever been before. And I know that's kind of a a big and bold statement, but it's true. We are living in a day and at a time in this, the last moment of world history as we know it, human history as we know it. And this simple truth that Paul writes to Timothy about to remind God's people, and even more importantly, to warn God's people. This is a warning to take heed to because of the seriousness of it. I think we are living in a time like no other. And the time is at hand. Let me say it this way. This is no time to be arguing with people. Think about this. (laughs) People are dying and going to hell every day. We stand at the cusp of the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. 
And those that will be left behind will enter in to the seven-year tribulation. And if they give their lives to Christ in the seven-year tribulation, it will cost them their life. They will be beheaded and they will face unspeakable horror. Those who do not, well, they will spend eternity in hell. This work that God is doing in my life is such that I now see people as either saved or lost. And that's changed my heart towards people in a profound way. I don't look at people any other way anymore. Because that's the reality, that's the truth. So when I'm out and about and I see somebody, the question I have to ask myself, are they saved? If they are not saved, and they do not get saved, they are about to enter into the most horrific, unspeakable horror in the last seven years of human history. And then after that, they will plummet into a Christless hell, a Christless eternity. That's sobering, isn't it? Does that not change how you look at people? No longer do you look at someone and say, oh, Republican or Democrat? Oh, you're laughing. I'm glad you're laughing because that's laughable, isn't it? Left or right, conservative or liberal, white or black. I mean, I can just keep going, right? So can you. That's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. And we're going to see this at the end of the chapter when Paul very explicitly says, you need to pray that they come to their senses and repent, because the devil has got them right where he wants them, taking them captive. And get this, they're actually doing the devil's will. How about that? They're actually, these are Christians that Satan has captured to do his bidding. What's his bidding? Oh, steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to get us to bite and devour and destroy one another for him instead of him. And he has been met in large measure with success, particularly on social media. So here's what's happening now. You go online, you go on social media, which by the way is getting infinitely more difficult. And these are Christians. These are people who profess Jesus Christ. And they're calling who the enemy has told them is the enemy. They're not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. They're calling them names. The question has to be asked and answered. How do you expect to win them to Christ 
if you're blasting them like that in the name of Christ. Shame on you. Shame on me. Your witness is destroyed. You have no chance. You have no chance of sharing Jesus Christ with them. And here's why. Sadly, you're too busy arguing with the saved to be reaching the lost. And Satan couldn't be happier. Can I just say it? Two words, stop arguing. Our text today could be summed up with those two words. Stop arguing! Do you realize what you're doing? Do you realize the damage that's being done to the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ? I'll calm down in just just a moment here. This is a biggie, you guys, and I... I speak as one who has really been on the other end of it, the wrong end of this. So today's teaching is really going to be experiential as much as it is textual. I guess I'm preaching in a way as one who (laughs) has done every single one of these and as such suffered the consequences because of it. I found seven such consequences. Maybe you'll find more. But these are the consequences, the result of arguing with others. And again, we'll see this at the end, and I want to save enough time because at the end of the chapter, Paul again very explicitly talks about how the devil will seek to take us captive to do this for him. And so this is exactly what the devil is hoping to achieve and accomplish. And we're talking about Christians here, okay? The first one is in verse 14, and it's that it harms people. It hurts people. Here, Paul exhorts Timothy to not only remind God's people, but also to warn God's people against fighting. And interesting, I don't know if you caught it or not in verse 14, but it seems that what was happening was they were arguing with everyone about everything, every word that said, no, and here comes the argument. <laughs> ah, I got to share this, why not? Especially after I just said that, now I got to share it. So we post on social media and we schedule on YouTube the uh, prophecy update title and the teaching text and title on social media in advance usually the day before, so Saturdays. So (laughs) they posted our our team, we got a fabulous team, they posted today's teaching. Title, Stop Arguing, and then the text. Would you believe that somebody posted a comment, very argumentative, (laughs) 
about the title of the teaching, Stop Arguing. You want to know what the, the combative, argumentative comment was? Well, that's, are you saying that we're not supposed to argue in defense of the gospel? Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Every word. Can you, it's, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. You know this uh, new website, we uh, made the decision after prayer to have a forum discussion on the site where people can, you know, just have these discussions, you know, over topics. And our social media guys on the mainland uh, realized that oh my goodness, this was not what we had hoped it would be. And just the sheer volume of those that were on the forum, but I mean, they, and then people would ask us, the, the social media team, to delete their account because what, this was so heartbreaking, and this is kind of serious actually, and it's just... She was so devastated because a quote-unquote Christian was on the forum basically calling her names, questioning her salvation. And as I understand it, they even said things to her like, you know, you're going to burn in hell. Excuse me? Paul says, not only is arguing of no value. I mean, what do, you, what do you accomplish? Here's a question. Sincerely, think about this question. Think through this question with me. Have you ever argued somebody into the kingdom? No, seriously. Here you are, you're sharing the gospel, you're witnessing with somebody, you're just, you know, and you're yelling at them, they're yelling back, and then finally, boom, they just realize, oh my goodness, you're right. How do I, what must I do to be saved? I've never had that happen. Have you? I doubt that you have. Think about Romans 2.4. I just thought of this. This I think is the Holy Spirit. It's the kindness of God that leads a man to repentance. The kindness of God. So he says, first of all, it, it, it has no value. It will accomplish absolutely nothing. And more than that, it actually ruins, harms, hurts, injures those who engage in it. The second one, in verse 15, it brings shame. What Paul is saying when he says, present yourselves to God approved. And if you do, you won't be embarrassed or ashamed if you handle God's Word correctly. Now some of your translations render it rightly dividing the Word of truth. I think it's a better translation because think of it this way, to rightly divide is to to divide it evenly, rightly. So you're dividing it and there's an equal amount on this side as there is on this side. It's not lopsided or one-sided. Stay with me. So when you rightly divide, correctly handle the Word of God, you're not going to be embarrassed or ashamed or called out on not rightly dividing God's Word. 
to rightly and correctly divide God's Word is to have a balanced understanding of God's Word. And here again, it seems that what was happening at this time when Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write it was they were taking issue with everything. Oh, the resurrection has already happened. Akin to what he wrote to the church in Thessalonica. The rapture's already happened. Which is why he had to write the second letter. The rapture's not happened. I know there are those, we, we talked about it today in chapter 2 of Second Thessalonians, by some letter there was a forged letter that was making its way around that supposedly was from Paul saying, you missed the rapture, you're in the tribulation, have a nice afternoon. Aloha. (laughs) And the Thessalonians are going, no way, they're freaking out. And Paul gets word and he says, (laughs) and he writes the second letter to the Thessalonians and says, you've not missed the rapture. Who told you that? And look at the damage that was done because of that. All because they didn't rightly divide the word of truth. We're going to see this more in a moment. Number three, spreads like cancer. This is in verses 16 through 18. This is perhaps amongst the most destructive consequences of arguing. I mean, for Paul to liken it to cancer, or even gangrene for that matter, it metastasizes, it spreads, just like cancer does, throughout the body. And that's what happens to the body of Christ. It spreads like a cancer. And so much so that in the end, it leads to a departing from the truth at best, and the actual destroying of some people's faith at worst. Just like you've likely never argued somebody into the kingdom, I wonder, have we ever argued somebody out of the kingdom? That's what Paul's saying here. Does not cancer kill? When it spreads throughout the body, it's game over. And so too, does a combative spirit, an argumentative Christian, a quarreling Christian, it can spread like a cancer. You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn from Second Timothy with Pastor J.D., Approach each piece of wisdom prayerfully and ask God to show you how you can apply what you learn to your own life. He can and does teach you through His Word, so keep reading. As we continue to learn from the book of 2 Timothy together, we'd be honored to pray for you during this study. Would you let us know how we can be doing that for you? Just fill out the contact form that you'll find under the About tab at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com or come find us on social media. 
There's a link to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kamiohe and in spirit and truth. If you're not part of a local church that you can call home, we encourage you to find and begin regularly attending one in your area. And if you're in or near the Kaneohe area, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions, to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on our website, in spiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, you can also find more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings like you heard today, including his weekly prophecy updates and the ABCs of salvation. This is a simple guide to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us for this in-depth, verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy on In Spirit and Truth. 